Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And the beat drops. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Every bun. Hello, every bun. Every one of your buns. Left cheek, right cheek. Sandy cheeks. Do you ever watch SpongeBob? Mm-hmm. Not consecutively. Not in a way that I can like quote things. From Spongebob, but I watched it. What a great fucking show. Mods will not watch it with me. And I'm like, only we smoked weed. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me, where we, Megan and Melissa, give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. Because, you know, we have a calling. Someone called us on the phone. 
mm-hmm. and said, give me a advice. And that's truly what the show is. We listen to your voicemails, your voice memos, and we change hearts and minds. Or you get pissed at us. Yeah. And it's just kind of par for the course. It's part of the job. And you're an Aquarius sun. I'm an Aquarius rising. So you can hate us. We don't really care. Nope. (laughs) I wish I could care more. I don't. I I mean, I've tried to work on it in therapy. I'm just like, I've tried. So if you want to call in and get some advice from us, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Both mechanisms that you have to keep it under three minutes, H and over, have your parents' permission. We do require that you write it down. Practice what you're going to say. You get all the details out. Then you time it. Record it a couple times. Like, not read it a couple times. Don't record it a couple times. Read it a couple times. You can. Get in the groove. If you want to hear your own voice, but don't send it to us. Exactly. I'm like, don't make, we can't, we can't. Let's do it multiple, multiple takes like that. And then finally, you either record it, voice memo, and email, or call that number if you're in the States and just read it out loud. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. We have so much faith in you. And we have some, we've had some people who deliver wonderful, fantastic calls. Like, think of it Mm -hmm. like a performance. Like, are you going to get an Emmy? Do you want an Oscar? Or do you want a Razzie? You can have a Razzie if you want a Razzie. Some people wear it like the badge of honor. Honestly, that's a goal. Like, mm-hmm. you, I, I wonder if there's any EGOTs who also have Razzies. Because that, to me, would be like, okay, I've really made it. But I feel like there is somebody. But I know my favorite person that got nominated for a Razzie was Sandra Bullock. But it was the same year that I believe she won Best Actress at the Oscars, too. Oh, that's fine. And she went... And actually, like, picked up the Razzie and made a whole show about it. Like, it was incredible. Wait, I love that. I love my girl, Sandy. She, I have to say, most underrated rom-com actress as well. Like, I think we all remember, like, oh, underrated. yeah, she's... Well, it's because hey, people look at her and they go, oh, no, she's, like, they reference her serious roles of, like, she is a chameleon in the sense that I'm, like, I would love her to do another rom-com. I want her to do one now so badly she is one of the greats but in the 90s she was revered it was like her and sandra bullock were the it girls for romantic comedies sandra bullock and sandra bullock you said her and sandra bullock her and uh julia roberts were the it girls (laughs) wait have you ever seen um i know you don't watch a lot of like youtube but jenna marbles like jenna and julian julian's her now husband Mm -hmm. he there's like this ongoing fucking bit and it's so like I literally watch these videos more more than once a year. Like it is like you're having a rough day. Like it is the guaranteed thing to make me smile. He, Julian, cannot tell the difference between Anne Hathaway, Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts. They're not even and in so, the same age category. Well, no, I mean, Jenna would like pull up these pictures and he would try and guess which one it is. And he's never right. And it's just so funny. And it was, oh, I loved it. Mm. I miss her videos. But she has such a good catalog of content left, you know? Mm -hmm. And as much as I'm like, this is like one of those TV shows, your favorite shows all will end, and then you can go back and rewatch them. She was the person that got me into watching YouTube. Like, when I started watching YouTube stuff, it was her. She was the first person I remember. I think she was that for a lot of people, because she also was, like, one of, like, the earlier YouTubers in the sense that, like, 
you wanted to check back every week at their content versus mm-hmm. just like enjoying a standalone YouTube video. It was like, oh, I want to follow you and watch what you make every single week. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So shall we get into the show? Oh, yeah. I guess we should also tell people that we are on Patreon. So if you want to support our show, you can. It's from as cheap as a dollar a month. And you can get the video version. And you can also get the video version of our other podcasts. You can also go up to our higher tier and join us for live streams, which is a great time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Shall we get into the call? Oh, my. And yeah, you can watch. Why are you? She's Melissa's hulking out. (laughs) It's only on the really side. Creepy, I can't do dude. the other side. I can only do this side. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't like that. It's giving me illusion of a thick neck, and you know how I don't trust that. No. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> I don't only like on that. Patreon. Yeah, that's disturbing. Everyone, please join. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First call. Hey, Melissa and Megan. I'm calling because of an unusual situation that happened recently. I snapped to my friend because she was pressuring me to decide where to go to have dinner. In the situation, I said, please stop putting pressure on me. I can't do this right now. And she continued to ask where to go since she gave me options via message beforehand. In the end, I decided for the sake of it, but I also told her quite angrily, I'm sick of always having to decide for the group. I have to give you as a backstory that I feel that whenever there is a decision to be made for my friends, it seems like everyone is looking at me. I don't know why, maybe I'm taking charge too easily and everyone is fine with whatever we'll do. Right now I have a lot of going on in my job, which is in the construction industry. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to do well despite I don't get a lot of guidance in my new company. I am mostly working independently on my projects. I think I can't handle these small decisions in my private life sometimes when I'm too stressed out. Sometimes it's just a bit too much. Normally I don't get outbursts like this as well. I normally try to make everyone content in the group and now I'm feeling guilty. I'm not sure how to handle these situations in the future. Maybe I have some perspective on this topic. Me and my friend are both 31 and use she her pronouns. Thank you guys for your podcast. I love it and have been listening for years. Sorry for my English as well. See you soon or hear you soon. Bye-bye. Your English is fantastic. Don't apologize for your English. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to say, I don't know if I relate to this one because I either have a lot of fucking opinions or I have absolutely none. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share that either way. And I do think that sometimes the frustration of other people that I've noticed when I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't care or whatever is like, I've had this conversation with Mots where he's like, well, I just want to make sure I'm like picking the right thing. And I'm like, oh, but there is no right thing. Like there is no pressure there. Like there are some people who just, you know, they, they like, if they like two equal options, they prefer to defer it onto someone. But that responsibility is not to make everyone happy. It's because any way will make someone happy. So that has been like helpful when I like genuinely like don't care between two or three options so I could see how it would be frustrating if you feel like this is like all you do with your friends like where you're the decision maker so I guess my advice is like I would probably have like a separate conversation with them being like I'm really stressed out at work like I like I respect that like I have taken on the role of making decisions when other people and like the rest of the group hasn't really like wanted to but like I need someone else to take on that job right now because like I can't be thinking about that. 
But if you do want to relinquish any sort of decision making or say in it, then you do need to like be fine with the choice that someone else makes, you know? Yeah. There's apps that actually can do this for you that you can Genius. there that people can like your group of friends can put like this is what I'm in the mood for. And then they'll just pick a restaurant that matches to everybody's taste. I think Zomato is one of them. Even Open Table will do a thing where they're like pick a restaurant at random. I just I just think if I was in your position, I'd be like, no. <laughs> like we, either somebody else picks like I'm tired of picking or we're not eating we're not going <laughs> go, like so at some point you have to stop letting people like dictate you when you know that that's not how you want to run your life and they're doing it because they can and you know saying no will change things yeah And especially if they're giving options of like, these are the ones that we're deciding between, like you can just like, I'm sure there's like a random shuffle of options you can do on like a website or an app that will also give you it that way. But yeah, sometimes also people think that like, if you are someone who like has taken control before, a lot of people think like, oh, they like that. And I am sometimes like that. Like if I have an opinion, like I would like to run the show like and also you know like dietary restrictions sometimes have to be a little bit more you know decisive with what the restaurants are and people might default be like i don't know what you can eat so you know you just pick it which i understand but but also sometimes you just want to be there for the ride yeah and so that that's equally as fair like just mm-hmm. because there are some times that you have strong opinions and you want it to go a certain way and other people are fine going along with it doesn't mean that like that's the hat you always have to wear and you always want to wear but usually people who don't like making decisions that's a constant (laughs) like they Mm -hmm. always don't like making decisions but even if you are very decisive you like making decisions there are some things you genuinely just like won't give a shit about Mm -hmm. so it's not like a you either you're the pickle person or you're not the pickle person where it's like oh i eat your side pickle always because you never like it like Mm -hmm. There's a little bit more of some, like, variety in the other way. Right. But, yeah, I mean, maybe you also need to find a new friend who, like, constantly likes making decisions. (laughs) Find, you know, the person that's just very type A and they're like, y'all are doing what I tell you to do. Maybe add a dominatrix to the group. A Virgo dominatrix. Should we get into the next one? Let's do it. I'm making a monster. I'm 18. You know, I'm with my boyfriend and another couple. That couple has slowly become unbearable. They harass us almost constantly. They started really nice, but slowly started stealing our food, being extremely loud at earlier late times, and leaving the door unlocked. Whenever we talk to them about these things, I'm always really nice, but they get extremely defensive and angry. Now they purposefully unlock the door after we lock it, and we'll watch TV really loud in the living room, which is right next to our room at like 3 or 4 in the morning. They also complain that we don't clean up after ourselves when they're the ones making the messes. We never spend time in the kitchen or living room, but when we do, we make sure it looks exactly how it did when we got there. We follow all their rules. They even got these wild mushrooms, and they were drying them in our communal kitchen. 
when they must have had eggs in them or something because one day my boyfriend came home to a brown sludge covered in maggots where one of their mushrooms used to be. And first of all, I don't want random mushrooms in my kitchen that are probably psychedelic. But second, that is just extremely gross and unhygienic. The instance of harassment was one night I was walking in a, a large uh, basket of laundry. And as I came in the front door, the male roommate shut off the lights in the living room so I couldn't see. And then he went laughing to his girlfriend and told her, they act like you can't hear them talking about us or harassing us. I try to be really forgiving, but it's become obvious that they are doing this on purpose and are trying to hurt us. Last night, I saw that they ate our pizza while we were camping, and I messaged them to ask them not to eat our food. I literally found an empty box in our recycling from our pizza. They came back saying that they don't eat our pizza and that they don't eat that crap. I explained that I don't really care about the food, but about respect. They said they don't care what, about what I think and don't care about our presence. They also said they, quote, cannot control our emotions. I've never talked to anyone this way, and I can't imagine ever doing so. We are leaving our lease early, and I have been looking for a new roommate for them. P.S. Their last roommate left early, too. We will be leaving on Friday, but I feel like I'm constantly anxious and walking on eggshells. I feel scared and nervous in my own home and don't really know what to do. I have midterms this week, and instead of studying, my anxiety has kind of just been taking over everything. I don't want to subject someone else to their behavior either, so I really don't want to find them a new roommate, but it was part of our agreement when we moved in. My boyfriend has really encouraged me to stand up for myself, but it really scares me, and they obviously don't care about our feelings. I feel like I'm the greatest roommate in the world right now. Honestly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I just, I feel like, like, living with another couple is awful. It's awful. But the things that they're doing is extra awful. They're gaslighting you every single fucking day. They can't afford to live alone. Mm -hmm. So they're ensuring that whoever they live with, they make it miserable. So you have to leave. Like, this is so intentional. Like, this is so... And especially in the fact that, like, in your agreement, you already know that their last roommate left early. Mm -hmm. And in their agreement, it's like, well, you have to find a new roommate you know, there's always going to be a little bit of overlap in where there isn't one to immediately cover. And yeah, like this is just constant. Did they say at the beginning that they were subletting or it was just they signed the lease that they were who was on, they were all equally on the lease? So, yeah, that was my question was like, are y'all subletting from them or are y'all on the lease? Because if you're on the lease and just breaking the lease then you wouldn't necessarily need to find another roommate. You Sometimes you can put that. I've had that on, like, leases before that weren't a sublet. Like, But if it, it can was an agreement just that y'all had with them, or did you have it with the actual person that you put the lease on, that the lease was from, with the landlord? I think it honestly might have been through the landlord where it was so like, So that's well, what I'm you... saying. Like, if it's, if they just like made like a verbal agreement with the people that yeah. live there, then it's not binding. No. And like, it has to be with the landlord. And even if you, if they have like tenure and more of a relationship, but if you signed a new lease mm -hmm. with them, 
and all of your names are on the lease or at least like one of their name and one of your name, even if it's two of them and just one of you, like if you signed a new lease with them, even if it was them re-upping their lease, but a new one was written to add you on, you're already moving out. But I would say that like, I would reach out to the landlord and like burn the fucking bridge and Mm -hmm. just be like, this is like how they're treating this place. Like, this is so disgusting. Like, in our agreement, it says I need to find someone else to rent this. But like, I can't in good faith do that to somebody else. And like, you should know the state of the building that they're putting that like you're putting the danger, like maggots, like molding food, like all of this mushrooms. shit, like mushrooms growing. Mm-hmm. Like that is not a safe living condition. And another tenant, I'm letting you know, but if I have to am forced to bring in another tenant to sign on to that lease, they can come after you for mm-hmm. unsuitable living conditions. Mm-hmm. Like go over their head, go to the fucking landlord. And I would do it after y'all have found a place and you can like safely get out because we don't know what they're going to do to you totally. if you do it while you're still there. The landlord can take legal action against, like the options of legal action are a new tenant could take legal action against the landlord for an unsafe, unhygienic mm-hmm. living situation. Or the landlord could take legal action against the current tenants mm-hmm. and like your former or sadly current at this point right. roommates and have them evicted. Right. Or you could take action against the against instead of waiting for the new roommates, you could too. Yeah. But it's just tricky because this is your living situation. I just make sure yeah. that you're out and safe first, especially when it's people touching your food. Without a doubt. And I would I would I would focus on getting through midterms, mm-hmm. like any sort of coping mechanisms that for anxiety that like will help you get through this time. And I wouldn't even think about or focus on finding someone to take over your lease because I don't think not even morally, but I just like regardless if you have a legal obligation to do so. Your landlord, if they know the state of this, like I cannot imagine that they are going to enforce that. And then I would threaten legal action Mm -hmm. at that point. But again, like Melissa said, like once you're out of the situation, safe. So I would just spend your time, yeah, focusing on midterms, getting through this situation, and then you'll have more of a bandwidth to deal with it when you're not dealing with it 24 hours a day. Like when it's an email and when it's a phone call to someone who's not your roommates, that can be a little bit easier on your mm-hmm. mental and physical well-being yeah but i'm so sorry like this is so i've had some like really awful roommates but like this is a level of unhinged where i'm like oh you're also willing to compromise your own health and safety to mm-hmm. like sabotage us like what yeah if you're and i just this is just like a, a blanket statement for anyone if you're moving somewhere and the roommate has left early if possible ask the roommate how they like to live there what they liked about living there just like ask questions about the situation you can tell how someone responds because they're gonna they're moving out so there's a reason they're moving out so it's like when I was moving into this place for example I looked around and then the people that were currently living here were just kind of out on the porch and they and I asked them I was like hey do y'all like living here? And they're like, yeah, this is a good neighborhood and stuff. And I was like, yeah. And and then they like, we kind of got into a conversation and I asked them like, 
after we had built rapport, I said, so like, why are you moving there? Just like, we just can't afford to live here anymore. And that was, and so like, they're like, she's, the landlord's great. Like, yeah. So just, if you can, if possible, talk to people that already live there. Yeah. That's a good call. Cause then when uh, they moved out and then they came, they had to come pick up some mail. They're like, we were so happy that you got it. Cause you were the one that we talked to and we liked you. So that's nice. Yeah. And I was gonna say, you can also even talk to like the uh, the people you're moving in with and how they talk about the people who left early, mm-hmm. because like you can be like, mm, OK, the way that you're telling the story, you're trying to really make it sound like they were the problem. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking maybe you were the problem. Yeah, because it's expensive to fucking break your lease early or leave like it's not cheap mm-hmm. it is not nobody's first choice all right well good luck and we're gonna take a break One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. 
So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Make your lips look like a little butthole. <laughs> Patreon only exclusive.
And they say white people have no talents with those tiny lips. <laughs> you don't have tiny lips, though. You actually have no, a lip. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Should we get into the next call? Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 32-year-old woman, she, her, and I've been listening to you two since I moved away from the conservative place I grew up several years ago. And I feel like it's contributed to my ability to become a person I actually like and respect. So thanks. This is kind of a nebulous call, so I hope you can bear with me. On the topic of coming to age, so to speak, I feel like I have a lot of what I've worked my whole life to achieve. I have a hardworking, thoughtful, respectful partner, he, him, age 35. We've been together over a year after years of bad relationships. Examples include catching a cheating fiancé five days before our wedding, an emotionally abusive narcissist, and a lazy man who didn't want to work and stole money from me. So many winners. Today, I have a fun job I love that treats me with respect and pays me a comfortable, respectable amount of money. My work has always come first in my life, and I'm up for a significant promotion this year. My dogs are healthy after years trying to figure out chronic illnesses. I have good relationships with my family now that we aren't in the same city. My boyfriend's family is wonderful, accepting, helpful, and more. I'm stable. Stable enough to travel. Hooray! I recently returned from my latest solo trip a month in Thailand. And now that I'm home, everything I've worked so hard to achieve in the last 32 years seems so meaningless. All I can think about is living in the jungle somewhere wild and having a more meaningful life centered around travel and probably service. I feel so privileged and yet so depressed. If things weren't going so well, I'd drop everything, join the Peace Corps, save the rainforest, and help women in developing countries. Or something big. Is this just a phase I need to get through? My ability to work remote at my company and do work and travel ends this year. So traveling enough to feel meaningful is almost totally out of the question there. My boyfriend is building a local business, can't take more than a couple days off, and can hardly travel with me at all. I don't want to lose everything I've worked so hard to build, but at the same time, do I even want what I have anymore? Waking up in the U.S. every day to news of mass shootings and other stuff is eating me alive. Am I ridiculous and dramatic? Am I selfish? Do you have any suggestions to minimize this existential dread? I feel like it's making me so miserable to be around. I only feel like my best self traveling alone. Life at home seems so small and so silly. Please help. This is kind of like that uh, meme of the millennial urge to whenever you go to a new place, you're like, I could live here. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not I don't think you're being dramatic. I just think when we go to new places, we we see possibilities and when you're in the same you're like in the same job that you've been doing everything's just comfortable and when you travel you you get out of your comfort zone for a little bit and you're like what if I just did this all the time but it, it could and you could do it all the time you know you have the option to but will that actually make you happy because then that becomes the norm and then you don't have the same stability and then it's like, oh, I really miss that, that, you know, that time where I, I wake up every day and I knew what I, everything that I needed to do for that day. And I have this boyfriend that's great and blah, blah, blah. And he can't travel. But I kind of just want you to, and I'm not saying like this, like that's not actually what you want to do. And I'm not saying that staying where you are is 
what you you're meant to do either. What I'm saying is just kind of sit for a second and take some time, get off that vacation high and just kind of see how you feel, how you feel and yeah. make it. So when you, when you, if, if you decide like, I want to, you know, stay and get this new promotion and be here with my boyfriend and everything's going good. And that's like what you decide that you want to do. Make sure that you have like a week or two weeks built into, you know, when you get your new promotion, I don't know if you have to negotiate a new contract that you have a few weeks built into your, that you can get vacation time where you can have that travel time and that's your time to escape. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. And like this, the kind of feeling of like our mindset when we're traveling, it's like it's a finite amount of time. And mm-hmm. so like your whole outlook is going to be different. And that would automatically change if you're not just traveling for a finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like it will shift. So I, you did mention that like your life is like finally stable. I would ask yourself, do you feel like you're craving chaos? Like, does it feel like you've never had something that's stable and you've been working towards it? Now you have it. And part of you, it seems like you're like, oh, maybe I didn't want it all along. But how long have you been stable to feel comfortable? Like, how long has this lasted? Because there is a feeling when like shit has gone wrong, like over and over and over again that you don't fully relax. Like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and like you're not, you might be stable, but like on paper, but you don't necessarily feel that way yet. And like that can be the urge to like run away or create chaos or do something that you're like, I'd rather, I'd rather control the instability than let it happen to me. And I don't want that to happen again. Like I want to like maintain that feeling of control. So I would say that, I think like, I don't think that everybody is their happiest self working. Like, I just don't like, and I, I I think that like capitalism and nine to fives and just jobs in general, like, I think there are people who would be <laughs> happier, like not working. Like there are some times where I'm like, I would love to just, depends on what the work is, but I'm like, I would love to just like fucking not work right now. Like mm-hmm. that's a really common sort of feeling. And I think that... <laughs> You rec- you acknowledge that like this is like a really privileged thing, like your life that you're able to do this. So I would say that know that like there's like an intersection between or what's happening is like, so you have this privilege to be able to travel solo and do all of these things that like you really love. And like that brings meaning to your life. But you're like, OK, well, this whole thing that I've worked towards stability and like, you know, like, all of these other things are going so well. And like I'm sure you see everybody who wanted that and you wanted that you wanted that stability and like you see other people who are perfectly happy with it the ability to solo travel and do all that is not a possibility for a lot of people and so some people will never know that that's the happiest that they are some people do know that that's the happiest they'll be but it's just not attainable or achievable so recognizing that if everyone's like oh well everyone else seems happy doing this thing why am i not happy doing it i hate to say that like sometimes I wish I could like look around and say like everyone that I know and like myself included. I'm like, we're all just doing what makes us the most happy all the time. We're not like people are just like working to survive. They're doing what they need to do. And there's something really romantic about being your truest and happiest self. But that 
happiness is not like a constant thing. Like it is something that will ebb and flow and is kind of fleeting. And I think like you said, like mixing in a way to incorporate this into your life, if this is a big priority for you, then that needs to be a big priority for you. But I do, my practical advice is like, I think taking time off of work and traveling and doing things like, I think the big times in your life where it's easiest to do that is after you graduate college or before you go to college, instead of going to college, before you get into the workforce, and then after when you retire early. But I would just say that like from a really shitty practical place, I wish I could tell you, I'm like, oh yeah, fucking quit your job, like join the Peace Corps. First of all, Peace Corps is great, but there's some mm-hmm. rough things. Yeah. And like rough things. Like I I know people who did it for a bit and like it can be really hard and not what you think it's going to be. So sadly, we are on like a track of it, it's hard to succeed in business as a woman. Like it's hard to get promotions. It's hard to like I mean, people have kids and take time off and then their job is never that guarantee of like the trajectory of their career is like forever shifted. So part of me wants to be like, follow your dreams, like do what you want to do. But I can't tell you that you're going to be happier. Like you're going to just you're going to be in a different place with different problems, but you're still going to have problems. and You're still going to have struggles and the stability that you have built I, if it was me, I would continue it. I would foster it. And I would probably like work my ass off and retire early and then do what I wanted to do. But knowing that like, sadly, a job isn't guaranteed and promotions aren't guaranteed and those things that like you could take a couple years off and your career could be fine. You could be even better than you were before. You could like keep accelerating or it could be stagnant. and like. I'm someone who I really, really, really value financial stability. And because that's like not something that I had. And that's something that I really, that's my, like money to me has always represented like independence. And I, I've done the grind where it's like, I'm going to kind of be miserable for X amount of years. And I'm just going to make as much money as possible. And then I'm going to, you know, chill for a bit. And then I'm going to do that again, whatever it is. But I would think about how much money would I need to continue to do this and to be comfortable and to like maybe live where I am like part time and spend the majority of a good chunk of the year traveling. But then, yeah, you have to evaluate if that is something your partner wants in a long term partner as well. It's there is like lots of rewarding things to be done with like service work and like being in the jungle. Like I, I, went to Ecuador and like that there there's like a there is a feeling of like wow this is like a whole other world but I will also say I would really try not to get caught up in the it's the only fucking time you're gonna hear me be fucking patriotic the only time I would I just wouldn't get caught up in the America's worse America's the worst fucking place like this is so like we have all the there are problems everywhere Mm -hmm. and those problems will continue on if we all just run away from them. And I'm not telling you that you can solve school shootings at all, but just knowing that like, I mean, Thailand, not specifically, but like 
this usually happens in a lot of like conversations with Europeans where it's like people will deflect on their own issues by pointing a finger at like how bad America's issues are and how they could not ever have bad things that happen there. And and they do. And then a lot of Americans like romanticize these places where like a lot, like until we started having like Patreon live streams and we have specifically like a good amount of like Swedish listeners who will join them. Like I, all I see is like romanticizing, like, oh my God, like Sweden is utopia. They're all these fantastic, amazing things. And it was like, oh, like we're hearing about political unrest. Like we're hearing about all these other things. And then because we're talking about it, I'm seeing them on my TikTok now. Like they're showing up on these things and I'm understanding it a bit more. But if I had just like listened to this usually like American who's moved abroad talk about these other places, I wouldn't know that like there are issues everywhere. And sometimes it's easier to do more for said issues in your home country. Yeah, because you actually understand them as opposed to feeling like, and I'm not saying that's what you are, but like feeling like a savior that has to go abroad to save someone else's problems. And like, there are, like, if you're concerned about saving the rainforest there you can do environmental things like volunteer at environmental things in your local area if you want to help women you can volunteer at a women's shelter there are things the things that you want to do you can do them all here they're just not going to be you know abroad maybe this is a sign for you to be like oh wow i found something in my life that's like really emotionally fulfilling for me so that must mean that there's going to be something else that's really emotionally fulfilling for me. And I should like seek to find that. Like, I just don't think that you should look at it of I'm either miserable and depressed or I'm solo traveling the world for the vast majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Like when something, when one thing makes you happy, that doesn't mean it's the only thing that makes you happy. It means like, oh, cool. If I can be this happy with this, there's got to be something else that will also make me happy. Right. You just have to find it. And I wouldn't get rid of traveling as a whole at all. And if anything, I would just like work your ass off and plan to retire early and then be able to have money to like, you know, (laughs) retire on once you get tired and once you get back. Or, you know, if you're up for a promotion, you can also look for other jobs too that are remote and then use that as a way to negotiate. Yeah. But I think everybody would want to Mm -hmm. like, you know, spend their life in like the jungle and like doing all of these things like that's what we were meant to do that's what i mean like hustle and grind culture like we're decorating like you know the the tiktok of being like like i'm having enrichment time in my enclosure we're like decorating our enclosures like we're making the best of the lives and the situations that we're going to have under capitalism and that doesn't mean that this dream and this like fantasy isn't what everybody would do if they could do it. But that also doesn't mean if you have the ability to do it, doesn't mean that like you owe it to other people that you're like, I got to do it then. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, grass isn't always greener on the other side. Okay. So the next call, um, trigger warning for sexual coercion. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for advice about kind of a triggering situation for sexual coercion is the warning I'll give for this call. So I'm 32, she, her, and I recently broke up with a cis man, he, him, who I dated for two and a half years. During the time that we were dating, I was on the scene at a really, really bad accident where I saw someone die and I took care of another person medically who I knew personally. My partner, my ex, knew about this. Let's just call him Sam. 
and we continued to date for about another year after that accident happened. Sam and I recently broke up, and I found out that he is back on the app, which makes sense, even though he told me that we broke up because he was fearing intimacy and not able to deal with his problems. I don't really judge him for being on the app, looking for some casual sex and hookups in the meantime. However, I was recently contacted by someone who knows us both because apparently he went on a date with a woman and told her that he was much more involved in that accident that I was on the scene of, that I was much more involved in the accident, and that he knew the victim before the accident, which all of which is not true. So I know that he lied to this person about something really traumatic, not only in my own life, but something that involved a death of someone and some really, really bad injuries and rocked our community. And I know that he lied about this in order to get closer to her. Not only is this really triggering for me, it also is predatory and coercive. And it is really messed up and scary to think that I just spent two and a half years of my life with someone who acts in a dangerous way towards other women. The advice that I'm looking for mostly pertains to how I talk about this with friends, whether I call him out, if I do what space is appropriate to call him out in, and what I should or shouldn't say about this situation to mutual friends of ours who might not know that this happened. To be clear, my ex and I did not set a rule of no contact. However, we really have not been in contact. We've been broken up for about three weeks. However, I am thinking about going no contact after this as I am feeling, frankly, a little afraid of him and afraid of having him in my life. Thank you so much. And I love the podcast. Bye. I'm speechless. This is like, like, I so do not fault you at all for wanting to go no contact and like being afraid. Like, this freaks me the fuck out. Like, this is like one of those things if you saw it in a TV show. Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to look at the actor the same in like another project. Like, you know what I mean? Like this would be like, oh my God, like, holy fuck. Like this is, wow. First of all, I'm so sorry. Like that is such a, to be dealing with like a relatively fresh breakup Mm -hmm. and then also have already dealt with like the trauma of all of this to then have a person who your breakup was very unrelated to this and it didn't seem like like you said like you didn't have a no we're not going to contact each other like you didn't have that that boundary and you broke up because he said that he was like you know having some intimacy struggles so you were not prepared for like this at all I would just like I guess my advice is like at first I would like do my best to not have this um to put any of this like on you of like, oh, how did I not see this? Like questioning the relationship before, like how could I have been with someone who did this? He didn't do this while you were together. Like he did this afterwards. You're not with someone who did this. Mm -hmm. You're no longer with him. And if he had done this when you were together, you wouldn't be with him anymore. So whatever the fuck he does now that you've broken up, First of all, whatever he does while you're with him, that does not reflect on you, like shitty things and awful things your partner does while you're in a relationship. That's not on you, but this is really not on you at all. Honestly, like, if you still have mutual friends, like, regardless if I was closer with the other party, if I heard this information, A, I would want to know, and I would not want to be friends with that person. And I think if you're nervous about telling certain friends, I would first focus on the people that you do feel comfortable talking about this with. I would tell them whatever you're comfortable with. If that's everything you know, like I would prefer to know everything that you know in this situation. 
I would start with that. And then I might not even take the time to tell other mutual friends who I'm not sure how they'll react because that's not my problem. And I don't think that I'd personally be able to emotionally handle it if someone was like, oh, well, I'm still going to be friends with them. Like, if I have an inkling, I'm not really going to give you the opportunity to prove me right or to prove me wrong. Like, there are certain people who I know that I can, like, trust and that I can tell things to and that they will respond accordingly in a way that, like, is aligned with the reason why I'm close with them and, like, why I'm friends with them. But if I can't guarantee that not that you can guarantee people's reactions but in situations like this like I would have no doubt how Melissa would react I would have no doubt how some of my other friends would react to it but the people that I would have questions about I would I honestly would probably just drop them as friends too and like we've said this so many times like I'm very pro ghosting but I think especially in situations where your emotional well-being is on the line especially with a pre-established traumatic event I would tell your close inner circle and the people you can count on, then take a breather. And it's not your responsibility to essentially like report him to all of your other friends if that's not something you feel emotionally up to. And there's no timeline on that. If you want to tell them, there's no limit for when you can. And it is a very traumatic situation for you. It is awful to hear as a third party But unless somebody else was like really personally affected by this situation, I think giving them a heads up of like, hey, can I talk to you about something? It's pretty upsetting. This is like going to be kind of what it's about that you don't have to give more of a precursor than that, I don't think. Yeah, but I'm also curious about the friend that told you and how they came upon the information because you said that. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was like the girl who went on the date. But no, I guess you're right. It was probably a friend. I was recently contacted by someone who knows us both because apparently he went on the date. So it's not the woman that went on the date. If that person, since they have more of a, I guess they have a secondhand account. And then at this point, you have like a thirdhand account of this information. If that person knows both of you, do they know other friends that you have? And would they be comfortable being, since they were comfortable to tell you, would they be comfortable telling your other friends? Because that might take some of the weight off of you. Well, it would take some of the weight off of you. And also it would make it so it's a safer situation with you as well. Um, Especially if this is somebody that you don't explicitly have set a rule for no contact, but now you want to have no contact. So that person could kind of be like the safe haven between the two. I mean, I think you should be no contact with him. And I think you should be no contact with anybody who's remains in contact with him. Yeah, standing up for him or just brushing it off and acting like it's no big deal. Yeah. If there are some people that you're like, I don't feel comfortable telling them, don't. And that's enough. Like that for me, if I don't feel, then that's my fucking answer. And I don't Mm -hmm. care if like, I'm not giving you the opportunity to prove me wrong. You haven't shown me in our friendship that this is something that I can count on you for. And so like, I'm not going to run the risk of my emotional well-being of Mm -hmm. you potentially not taking this seriously. I really fucking hope the person, the friend who told you, the mutual friend is not friends with him Mm -hmm. still. Because this is like so bad. And you said that this tragedy like affected the whole community. And like this, we're only hearing about this third party like we are not a part of that community and 
I'm telling you right now, like if I saw him in person, I would ta- I would just like completely like, go into him and like, scream at him. Like, and I don't, I don't have any emotional ties to this other than just how horrific his actions have been in just this. So I can't imagine, I would hope that other people react, have a more extreme reaction than us in this. Mm-hmm. But I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, we're going to take another break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Now it's time for Don't Blame Them. You might be wondering, Megan, Melissa, what is Don't Blame Them? I'm so glad you asked. Don't Blame Them is where a listener will call in with their own advice regarding a call we aired on a previous episode. So maybe it was about someone who didn't want to be a teacher anymore. And they're like, what do I do? And we're not teachers. We're we're self-appointed gurus, but we're not teachers. So maybe it's a teacher calling in. It can be anything. If they're a part of the profession that it relates to or if they have personal experience. Or they just have some insight on like a aspect of a call that we didn't touch on as thoroughly. So, all right, here we go. Hi, I'm calling in for Don't Blame Them for your most recent Valentine's Day episode. For the caller whose postpartum calling about her husband who didn't finish, um, I just wanted to add another caveat. I thought you guys did great with your advice. Um, I am a a mother as well. I have a young child now. And I just want to make sure that the caller is aware that when you do have a baby with your physical changes and your mental changes, you are, I mean, like you guys said, you are a new person and your husband as well is getting to know the new you. And he is also getting to know the extension of both of you and, and so are you. And there's so many changes that come in this time. So additionally, with the sex advice, I think it would be good for you guys to also take time to get to know each other as the new versions of yourself and really make sure you're taking the time to connect outside of sex. Because it sounds like your husband really has an emotional connection to sex and has that or needs that sort of feeling to be able to perform well and to have that enjoyment out of it as well. And it may just be a time where with all the changes, he's trying to get to know you better and it's nerve wracking. It's like having sex for the first time again. So try to have intimacy moments that don't include sex as well. So that way you guys are able to get on a better field of knowing each other again and, and that will also help you further in your relationship with a kid because kids get hard it's hard to find time to have those intimacy moments and and making room for those moments to become closer without intimacy will help when you guys are intimate so i hope you guys are good i hope everything goes great and give yourself grace this is a really fucking hard time <laughs> thank you bye great advice great. very good and that's an example of somebody that has experience that we don't have. Yep. Always impressed by people who raise kids. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. Shout out to everybody who has grown a kid, who has pushed out a kid, who had a kid cut out of them, and or who has raised a kid. Mm -hmm. Very, very incredible. All right. 
that is it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed. If you did, you can tell us by leaving us a wonderful comment wherever you listen to podcasts or review, not a comment, like be like, wow, this is amazing. They're Mm -hmm. so pretty and funny. And I just love everything about them and would love for Kiki Palmer to be a guest. Have you seen, look at, if you scroll down on the platform, what's it called? Apple podcast? Oh yeah. Someone tagged me where it like now says that like Kiki Palmer has been featured on our podcast because mm-hmm. we did that yeah. ad read. And it just, it has our, all of our, well, I need our to, faces right I need to, to go figure out how to add. I know how to do it. It just takes steps. I need to add my yeah, face. I hate steps. Yeah. But it'd be great. Look at us. Mm-hmm. Hey. Look the at trio. Us. Manifesting <laughs> every day. I am suddenly, we're suddenly manifestation girlies. Yes. So um, if you want, we would also appreciate if you followed us on our social platforms, TikTok, Instagram. We also have our individual Instagrams and leave us a comment somewhere there. I'm working on trying to get better at posting on our podcast Instagram, but alas, we upload four episodes a week. So, um, yeah. And you know what that means? You're listening to this on a Monday, maybe, but you've got (laughs) so many more episodes. You've got Mm -hmm. our extra content on our See You Next Tuesday. Then we have our, but am I wrong, Thursday and Fisting Friday. So buckle in. You're in for a wild ride. Okay. Thank y'all for listening. Bye. Bye. is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts and diamond imprint productions edited by coco lawrence post-production sound by chris henry production assistance by melanie d watson music by ryan hunter and giacomo picasso